You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad, and once again, I'm springing a horror review on you. Ha ha ha. Because April and rabbits, flowers. (laughs) You know what else had flowers? The World's Fair, and we're reviewing a film called We're All Going to the World's Fair, directed... And written by Jane Shonenbrunn. This stars Anna Cobb as Casey, who takes the World's Fair Challenge, which is an internet challenge. Uh, I asked my children what one of those was, and they tried to explain it to me, like I would explain to them how a rotary dial works. So I'm confused. They're confused. Nonetheless, Anna... And a cob playing Casey takes the World's Fair challenge and feels that she's changing. Now, is this challenge that she took online changing her? Like so many people online has said it's changed them. Or is it her awful home life with an angry dad who we never see just here yelling at her? JLB, played by the Michael Rogers, legendary character actor, reaches out to her and lets her know she's in danger. And the rest of the film is about whether these two can get through this danger together. Now with us today to talk about this, three people. We got Sunshine in New York in this movie, and we got Sunshine on the board. Ray is with us. Hello! And he has been to all the World's Fair grounds all around the world. Luane is with us. Dude, I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has been known to enter eating contests and hand over fist all the creepy pasta. Ryan is with us. Hey, hey, hey. Always delicious. What'd you all think of, and would you go to the World's Fair? Well, not this one. Probably not this one. I think that the idea of a movie about weird creepy pasta stuff, which is even just saying that word is inherently not scary. Like just the word creepypasta is not, it's just, it, it, it immediately kind of takes something away from, and like, you're not going to, you're not going to be scared by it. But there was, there was a time when I was younger where, you know, I used to go down those rabbit holes and read like weird conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And it seems like who the, the director was clearly inspired by that stuff for this. Uh, it made me think of Slenderman uh, specifically. And, I, again, I like the idea of this, but I just, I felt like it was kind of a lot of the same. And I, I think from the beginning, 
I that's, that was kind of my biggest fear. I, I think that there was a point around the middle where it got kind of fun in a in a weird way for me, where it was like cutting between like different YouTube videos, and we were seeing like different like lore videos about this like specific creepypasta and all these different takes on them. And I thought that was like. I, I, it, it was kind of getting interesting to, to me at that point, and I was kind of sucked into it a little bit. And then it kind of just becomes like more of the same after that. And you have this uh, character, Casey, sort of just going downhill very, very quickly and just getting worse and worse and making more diluted videos. And, you know, from the beginning, you get that like, oh, is it all in her head? Is, is, is there actually something going on? And I feel like they kind of make it very clear what's happening at, at the very, very end, not to spoil anything, but I don't know. What, what do you all think? I think it felt like watching a paranormal activity movie in that I kept watching things and waiting for things to happen, and then sometimes they would, and then I'd be like, well, okay, now what? That's basically where I was with this. There are creepy moments in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are some some bits with Casey where she's going through whatever she's going through that are unnerving, but like there was never a point where I was scared at best. I think I would say I was creeped out. And unfortunately that was more because of the guy she's talking to online than, than anything in the movie itself. Well, and I didn't think you get it to this point where you're like, okay, was this supposed to be a horror movie? Because I don't think it was. I think it's supposed to be more of a social commentary, which is fine. Maybe if you build the world for me a little more before, because even the challenge itself is so undefined that I, I don't, I'm not invested to begin with. And then we go down this kind of wishy-washy path of, you know, is it real? Is it not real? And I understand that that's part of the point is that we can never know online what's real and what's not real. Are these people who are making these videos really feeling changed or are they just making the weirdest video they can make, you know, to, to have fun or to fool people or, or to have something to do with their time? You know, there's a lot of... And, there's a lot of people out there that just don't have anything else to do, I guess. I, I don't know. But it just seemed kind of wishy-washy from the beginning. So what might have seemed like a horror movie at first then turned into, okay, maybe it's not supposed to be a horror movie. But if it isn't, is it social commentary? Uh, wait a minute. If it isn't social commentary, what is it? I just – I was kind of lost, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I felt like something that detracted from – the, the, the social the social commentary that is there was having this character JLB who's like this creepy old man sort of that we're su- supposed to sympathize with who's like contacting her constantly and like just I, I found everything with that character to be a, to be a little bit off and it, and it really made me wonder like this this could have maybe been more interesting if it was somebody her age that was also like interested in this stuff. Because him being like this weird old man and the things that like happen in the the, the, the climax, it just it, it came off as it, it was really came off as really uncomfortable to me. And it it didn't uh, really advance what their whatever their commentary was, I felt like. I, how did you all feel about that? Well, it was an extravagantly old, wealthy, alone dude out in the middle of nowhere. So I was waiting for that shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it kind of doesn't, and I felt, oh well, uh, okay then, 
that's an interesting relationship. I guess if Licorice Pizza can do it. Kidding. I loved Licorice Pizza, but moving on. <laughs> and, and there's even this moment that uh, in the climax that he describes that happened between him and uh, Casey that sounds like it might have been interesting, but it, it's just he just is him describing it. And that to me, I, I just, it could have, I mean, I know that this is a low budget movie, but there, there were just a lot of things, especially toward the end that they, they felt like they were withdrawn. And I, I think that I would have appreciated just seeing them if, if that makes and sense. Unfortunately, welcome to low budget movie in the time of COVID as well. I mean, there's never a time when there are two people in a room together ever. And I think that, you know, unfortunately that might've been on purpose because of not being able to get actors at a room together. So I understand that this movie had several challenges. I do. And I, and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to say bad, bad for you, you know, trying to make a movie and no, I don't want to do that, but there were, just wasn't a whole lot that worked for me. And I understand they had challenges, but I think there was better ways around them. Well, and I've seen recently several COVID era films and they've often had people in that same manner you know it's somebody talking to a computer somebody else on another screen i get that and even from a narrative standpoint it could be interesting in this case it just didn't really it didn't really engage me and i and that's not the fault of say the actor um playing casey um but even even she's a little unsettling right like just just her appearance is is sort of it, it seems deliberately so i mean i can't imagine i don't know what she looks like when she's not you know in this film but um everything about it just felt slightly off and maybe that's also the point i don't know but it just didn't engage me that way part of that may just be cuz i'm old part of that may be cuz i've seen several movies now involving horror and the internet and people who are isolated. So this is another one. The only difference is this has like an indie romance sort of opening credits that seems even more off kilter with everything else. It seemed what I thought it was going for. And please let me know if I was way off. You watch this video online. You go to the community that watches it. And then they're like, yeah, it's changing me. I I can feel the change. Remember when old people told campfire stories? Uh, this is how we do it now. And then they make a fun video that's kind of creepy and share it. And I thought that's what she was doing as well. So I, like early on, I guess I just lost the thread. Or uh, Okay, I maybe I just don't understand this video sharing culture or commentary at all you guys are saying it was a social commentary or satire i i have no idea what it's even satirizing or <laughs> trying to shed a light on i remember being a kid and reading house of leaves a kid a, a young adult and reading house of leaves and thinking whoa that's so creepy let's go to that house because you know the book insisted the house exists and you can go visit it which you can't or can you and cool but with this, it was just confusion from beginning to end. And I, like you were saying, Ray, at least for me, I kind of blame myself for that. Maybe I missed something in the progress of how we share media that makes this hit for me. But yeah, very, very confusing. 
But what did you think of her performance? Did you buy that she was mentally ill or haunted? Either of those things? I I bought that she was a lonely, disenfranchised, and probably going down, you know, a depression road, definitely. Uh, so if if that is what we're supposed to draw from this, and I think by the end it probably is, it, at least in this particular character's case, I think she did a good job with it. I think she did a, actually a great job with what she was given to work with. So I would be interested. This is They make a big deal about the fact that this is her first appearance at a film. And I would be interested to see what she can do with a better script. Yeah, I'm I'm also like in complete agreement with that. I, I feel like um, I, I mean, this isn't something that I loved, but I feel like it would be a lot more difficult to watch if the main performer wasn't so good. And I really do think that she was, was, was great. Yeah, no, she's fine. I just, the movie just, it didn't engage me for whatever reason. You know, I, uh, there was, there's, there's something, there's, there's a breakdown in communication somewhere between the filmmaker and me. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't hate this movie, but I don't want to watch it again. And even if somebody <laughs> explains to me what I was supposed to get out of it, I don't want to watch it again to see if I get that out of it. This, yeah, this just didn't really work. And I think whether it whether it being because I know that there are a lot of limitations during uh, during COVID, and that's why you know there were, were in a, a, weren't any there, two actors weren't in the same room at any point during this movie. But I, I do think that I mean that could play to the social commentary just of a lot of people just feeling alone, and um, just the fact that she just didn't seem to be close to anyone in her life, um, especially like her her family who were not even shown. And she didn't seem to really have any friends. So the only person she could connect with that with is this weird guy on the internet, like through this, you know, weird creepy pasta thing. And I, I feel like if there's any social commentary, that's, that's what it is, but it doesn't really feel to like, for me, like it doesn't feel like it explores it like as maybe as deeply as they would have, uh, they would have liked to. Let's go into our final thoughts here. Uh, Ray, would you please start? Uh, it sounds like we're all going to be, kind of talking around the same thing and, and giving the same thoughts on this, I think. It was a film that, despite the fact that you have one of the characters in it is a seasoned actor and one of the characters in it is a brand new actor, but they both are, are holding their own with what they're given, It the rest of it just doesn't work. Uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Luane. There were things about this that are okay, that are good, but I'm not connecting with it enough to where you're right. I just wouldn't watch it again. Uh, I do think by the end that I understood exactly, at least for me, exactly what the film was going for and trying to say, but it took me all the way to the last minute of the film to get that. And I, I don't know that I, I don't know that that is, I should have had to work that hard you know, for, for this film. And there's also some things in this film that seem like they're, they're there for only padding. And I would have really liked some more world building at the beginning and world building about the myth of this particular video. And maybe even a couple of things that are in this video that they're watching rather than other things that they use to pad the script that just didn't work. Uh, so, you know, kudos for trying to do what you did, but I, in the end, 
it wasn't for me. And unfortunately, I think all I can, I can only get about halfway on this, uh, which is the way the film made me feel. So I can only give it a five out of 10 uh, creepy stuffed animals. Very good. Uh, the Wayne. I don't have a lot. I, what there is is fine. I, I think that's the problem is I would just say, well, this was fine. I mean, that's, that's, this wasn't for me. I don't know that that even speaks to the quality of the film. It just means that this is one of those that it just doesn't engage me. Um, I think the lead is fine. I'd like to see what else she can do. I'd like to see what this filmmaker can do. Maybe with somebody else's script, you know, points on for getting a feature made and getting some festival attention and getting it reviewed by people and getting it distributed. So, I mean, that in and of itself is a challenge. So I think that's great. So I'd like to see them keep going, but this particular one, I'm kind of with Ray at the best I could say is I'm in the middle on this. It's, it's fine. So it's like 2.5 out of five streaks of black light paint. Nice. Ryan. Yeah, there were, uh, I think, I mean, to kind of reiterate what I, uh, something I said earlier, I really do like a lot of these ideas. And I, I think that like these, the creepy little story, like internet stories is something that I grew up with. And the idea of kind of cobbling together a movie that's based around that and creating your own is really fun. But I just like, I think Ray said this, but I, I agree. I would have liked to see that mythology built a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I, I think that there's some really creepy visuals like kind of peppered throughout here that I really liked. Like to me, there are some like weird lo-fi, like really low res images on the internet and like videos on the internet that are just inherently so creepy, even though they, they shouldn't necessarily be. And I think there's some moments that kind of, that kind of like tap into that a little bit. And I, I think that I really haven't seen that done in a movie before. And I, I think that, uh, I, I mean like kudos for, for that alone, even though I feel like as a whole, I think there just wasn't enough, uh, there, there wasn't enough escalation as it went on. Like, I feel like it was kind of, it kind of just became a little repetitive. And I think that I would have liked, I would have just liked to see more, more, just more escalation and more feeling like, you know, this, this character is, is losing it and going down this weird rabbit hole. And, um, I, I just, I mean, that, that could absolutely just be like a limitation of budget, but I, I, I just would have liked to see, a little bit more variety, like as it went on. Um, and I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to you all. I think I'm going to give it uh, five and a half creepy pastas out of 10. All right. So I agree with the majority of what, all of what you all said. I do really like this performance, especially the expression of interpretive art that we see Casey do. And that was, I thought that was incredibly effective. And also I love how, Nature is shot in this. I'm a big nature buff, and it was gorgeous. So yeah, more of that. How this was supposed to hit, it, I completely missed all of it. Completely missed, like way off base on what I thought was happening, what was presented as happening. Uh, LBJ, is, is that what he called himself? The person trying to help her. Uh, it's uh, okay. Like, I thought that was the creepiest most disturbing part of it but the film was like nah man he, he's a hero no i i disagree with all of that and that's pretty pretentious of me so i'm not going to go too hard on it i'll give this four and a half 
Chekhov's memes on the internet out of 10. So yeah, if you have a creepypasta idea, throw it out there, you know, shoot for the stars. Maybe it'll be made into a movie someday, I guess. Or I'm sure there's lots of monetary gain behind it. <laughs>